Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. It's the Reading Bug here with a super special message for the entire kingdom. Today's episode is sponsored by Random House Kids, publishers of incredible picture books like Grumpy Monkey by Susan Lang and illustrated by Max Lang. Grumpy Monkey is a wonderful book about a very grumpy monkey. The authors bring hilarity and levity to a very important lesson about expressing your feelings. Helping kids learn it's okay to be grumpy sometimes and to have other feelings too, as long as you learn to handle them. And of course, it's always easier when you have friends by your side. Get Grumpy Monkey today at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hi, reader. Welcome back for part three of our royal adventure to the legendary kingdom of Camelot. Yes! Our adventure was so magical, we needed to come back for more. Parts 1 and 2 were released earlier, so be sure you listen so you're all caught up. This is our very last original episode for the season. We'll be back next week with our last full story episode, combining parts 1 through 3. But then we'll pause for the holidays to write and record more stories and more songs to enjoy together. Thanks for adventuring with us through our second season. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Parents, I know you know that the holidays are here, and we've got some great last-minute gifts for you to consider for all the creative kiddos in your life. Order a Reading Bug Box at readingbugbox.com right now to meet the standard delivery cutoff. And if you purchase a 6- or 12-month subscription, you can make sure it gets there on time with a free expedited shipping upgrade for your first box with the code FASTSHIP. Reading Bug Box is a special and perfectly personalized gift to inspire a lifelong love of reading. Hurry and get one for every child on your nice list. Not only will our expert store staff take the hassle out of shopping with hand-picked selections for every reader based on their age, interests, and reading level, but we'll also pick quickly and get it in the mail for holiday delivery. Order before December 20th to take advantage of this shipping option. You can also shop thereadingbug.com slash holidaypicks for a list of our favorite books and gift items. Instead of shopping those big box retailers, help support independent businesses this holiday season. Thank you. I know you're as eager as I am to get back to our adventure, but before we go, I have a few people to thank. Reading Bug Adventures is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings. Our stories and music are original, imagined, written, performed, and produced by our family and staff of our independent, family-owned children's bookstore, The Reading Bug. Each episode is made possible by our sponsors and by listeners like you. Visit our page at patreon.com to learn about how you can help support our work. And thanks to all our patrons for your support. Okay, reader, it's time to head back to Camelot. Do you remember what happened last time? That's right. We made it to the castle and met King Arthur and Queen Guinevere, and we became Knights of the Round Table. But now we're back to help break the curse placed on Camelot, a curse that has prevented any music from playing within the kingdom with a contest to find an orphan boy to join the royal family. And our friends Sabin and Tristan are competing 
It's going to be an amazing adventure. So, what are we waiting for? On the count of three, let's all imagine ourselves back to Camelot. Ready? One, two, three, let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Hi, reader. You made it back, and just in time, too. The contest is about to begin. All the people of Camelot who live near the castle have arrived to watch. Gavin the Gleeful, Tristan the Tenacious, and Sabin the Small are all prepared to compete to become King Arthur and Queen Guinevere's adopted prince. And not only that, but remember that the king's half-sister Morgan Le Fay has cursed all of Camelot so that no music can be played here. No singing, no celebrating, no birds chirping, Nothing. If the king and queen can adopt a son, we think the curse will finally be lifted. Shh, look, the contest is about to begin. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Welcome to the tournament called by their majesties, King Arthur and Queen Guinevere. We have found three orphaned lads from across the sovereign state to compete in the contest. Gavin the Gleeful, Tristan the Tenacious, and Sabin the Small. Look out at the lake in front of us, reader. It is so beautiful and so blue, sparkling in the sunshine. And my goodness, in the very middle of the lake, look! There is an arm rising right out of the water, holding a sword! That hand must belong to the Lady of the Lake, and the brilliant sword must be Excalibur. Yes! Excalibur is a legendary sword with magical powers. The handle, or hilt, is crusted with sparkling jewels, green emeralds, red rubies, white diamonds, black and blue pearls, and more. To win part one of this contest, the queen has decreed that all contestants must cross the Lake of Enchantment, prove that they are worthy to receive the sword Excalibur from the hand of the Lady of the Lake, and return to shore with the sword. The lad who returns with the legendary sword will be declared the winner. There is a single small boat with paddles at the edge of the lake, so it doesn't seem very hard for the first contestant to reach the boat, to jump in and paddle out to get the sword. It's not that easy, Lauren. I read in the story of King Arthur and his knights by Howard Pyle that the sword is inscribed with a warning. No man may win that sword except he who is beyond fear and blame. So, in order to be able to get the sword, the lad must be both brave and pure of heart. And the Lady of the Lake, who holds the sword, is a very powerful witch. She has declared that no one who enters the lake can leave it alive if he is not pure of heart. Reader, we know Gavin and Tristan, and they seem pretty brave for their age. But we've never met Sabin the Small before. I wonder how he'll fare against the Lady of the Lake. Sabin is the lonely-looking boy, just over there. And look, everyone here seems to know Tristan and Gavin, and they're cheering them on. But I don't think Sabin has anyone cheering for him. Following our contestants and judging their chivalry will be these three brave warriors. Victors over the nasty Trowbridge Troll, 
and newly knighted roundtable chevalier, Sir Reading Bug the Reliable, Sir Lauren the Laurel, and Sir Reader the Resolute. We'll need to follow the boys and judge their actions and activity. Contestants, take your marks. Get ready. Get set. Go! Gavin, quick, follow me. Let's run quickly to the boat so we can get there before Sabin. Okay, let's go. Whee! Gavin, Tristan, careful. The Lady of the Lake can be dangerous. Being fast and brave won't be enough. You'll also need to prove that you're pure of heart. Thanks for the tip, Reading Bug. We'll see you when we're back with Excalibur. Oh no, Tristan, look. Sabin must have thought he could beat us by skipping the boat completely. He has jumped into the lake and trying to swim. Oh wow, that's incredibly brave of him. Tenacious even. But oh no, look Gavin. There's something moving across the lake towards him. The serpent. Sabin will never make it out of the lake unless someone saves him from this slimy, slithering serpent. Lauren, reader, reading bug, we have to help Sabin. If we all paddle the boat together, I think we can reach Sabin before the serpent does. Quickly, can you help? Of course we can, Gavin. Right, reader? Lead the way. Quickly, everybody, into the boat. Great, now grab a paddle and paddle as hard and as fast as you can. Reading Bug, can you control the rudder so we're aimed right at Sabin? Got it. Okay, now, row, 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 row. Great work, we're catching up quickly. Row, 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 keep paddling. Row, 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 We're here, but we need to move quickly. The serpent is almost here, too. Sabin, quick, hop in the boat. There is an angry, ugly serpent with large, spiky teeth on this way, even as we speak. But no questions. Into the boat. Good work. Now let's row like our lives depend on it, because they do. Row, 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 Reader, keep paddling as fast as you can. The serpent is coming out of the water behind us. I thought I was going to get to eat another delicious meal today. Tender little boys taste delightful after a heavy meal of troll. Phew, that was a close call. And look, everyone, We've made it to the middle of the lake. Thanks for the rest, you guys. You can go ahead and get Excalibur from the Lady of the Lake. I never made it here without you. No way, Sabin. We'll get the sword together. That was incredibly brave, trying to swim across the lake to beat us here. And you deserve it, too. I agree. Lady of the Lake, may we take Excalibur from you? Tristan the Tenacious, Gavin the Gleeful, Sabin the small, today you have all shown incredible bravery, working together to make it across the lake to me. Sabin, without your friend's loyalty and compassion, you would not have made it to me. 
and Gavin and Tristan, it was Sabin's courage and creativity that spurred you to action and carried you so quickly across the water. Your acts of kindness and compassion have demonstrated that each of you is pure of heart. I will, therefore, give the sword to all three of you, and I can assure you that you will have no problem returning to the shore. Huzzah! Great work, everyone! Wow! Feel this sword! It sure is heavy! Quickly, back to the shore! Row, row, row! Row, row, row! Row, row, row! Yeah! Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes! The first part of our contest is now complete, as required by the code of chivalry that governs our king and his round table. These three contestants have proved their bravery by accepting the challenge to pull the sword from Nimu's hands. Each of them has proved their loyalty by working together to accomplish their goal instead of selfishly seeking to be the only winner. And because their actions demonstrated that they were pure in heart, they were able to leave the lake and take the sword to King Arthur and Queen Guinevere. Sabin the Small showed great bravery, might, and speed. Gavin the Gleeful showed loyalty and compassion, taking quick action to save young Sabin, and Tristan the Tenacious proved pure of heart, thinking not of his own success, but of the safety of his fellow contestants. All three have been declared winners of this round one of the contest. But lest ye thought the competition was over, we now move to part two. In this challenge, each contestant is tasked with capturing and returning the elusive white stag that has evaded even King Arthur. The white stag has frequently been spotted, but never captured. In the dense forest behind us, and if you look carefully, you may just catch a glimpse of him yonder. Oh, wow! Born Rear! Look, just ahead of us, in the thick of the forest. Do you see that glowing light? That must be the white stag. The white stag is associated with mystery and good luck, and often appears in the forest around King Arthur's court. And according to the adventures of Sir Givret by Gerald Morris, the knight who captures the white stag earns the right to kiss the fairest damsel in the world. But you heard even King Arthur has not been able to capture the white stag. If the great king can't capture it, how can one of these young boys possibly stand a chance? Gavin, Tristan, and Sabin, when I say go, these shall run into the forest in search of the elusive white deer. Sir Readingbug, the Reliable, Sir Loren, the Loyal, and Sir Reader, the Resolute, will follow and judge on behalf of the king and queen. On your marks, get set, go! Yeah! They're off! Lauren, meter, quickly, let's follow the boys into the forest. Gavin, follow me. Let's try to capture the white stag together. We work exceptionally well as a team. But hark, we must proceed as quietly as mice if we are to catch him. I am sure that together we can bring the magical beast back to King Arthur. Prithee, look ahead. Do you see the glowing white objects beyond the stand of oak trees? In this dark forest, there can only be one shimmering white orb. 
It must be the magical, mystical white stag. Careful, Gavin. Don't get too gleeful. If the stag sees us, he's certain to run away. But how should we capture him then? By the time we are able to reach the oak trees, I'm sure he will have seen us and disappeared into the forest. Would that have a fleeter of feet? By faith, Gavin, I am known to be tenacious, and I am also very fast. I shall race ahead of you and reach the shining stag as quickly as you can say, Tristan the Tenacious, three times. But then what? Even if I reach him, how will I be able to keep him from running away? Huzzah, huzzah, Tristan. It's nearly time to celebrate our victory. Look here. I always bring a sturdy, long white rope with me in case we find a dragon to detain or a sea serpent to be snared. Good luck indeed, my friend. I shall take your rope and tie it around the stag's mighty neck. Oh, but Tristan, that stag is easily larger and stronger than both of us together. Once you have the rope tied, how will we be able to move that stag back to the king and win the contest? Excuse me, I might be able to assist you. Oh, goodness. Hi, Sabin. You startled us. You came upon us as quiet as a mouse. Yes, hello to thy. Gavin, Tristan, I was listening to your plan, and I believe I can help, if you'll let me. You saved me in the first contest, and I would like to repay the favor now. Thanks, Sabin. But the stag is mighty, and you are so, well, small. How could you possibly help us move him? I'm used to working with skittish animals who scare at a heavy footstep. That's why you didn't hear me approaching. I tend to a herd of sheep owned by a farmer in the village. Well, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I live with my sheep. They're as close to family as I ever have. I've named each of them, and I love them all. Sheeps are stubborn, and it requires a soft touch to get them to follow you. Brute force will cause a sheep to fight you harder. But with soft words and kindness, a sheep will follow you anywhere. So what? You're going to whisper to the stag to get it to follow you? Something like that. Yes. Trust me. I think it will work, and when it does, a gentle pull of your rope is all it will take for the stag to follow you. Okay, then. What a plan. We'll work as a team to catch this stag and bring him to the King Arthur. Gavin, I'll take thy rope with me. By the time you say my name three times, I'll be lassoing the stag. Once I've got him, Sabin, you can do your sheep whispering to get him to move. How wonderful! How fun! Godspeed, my friend! And go! Reader, look! Tristan is fast! He sure is! Say his name with me three times, and I assure you, he'll have that stag just as he said. Tristan the Tenacious! Tristan the Tenacious! Tristan the Tenacious! I've got him! Gavin! Sabin! Hurry! Reading Bug! Reader! Quick! Let's go see what Tristan has caught! Oh, look, reader, it is the white stag. What a beautiful beast. The stag is pure white, so white that the sun's rays make him glisten like a precious jewel. And apart from his bright white color, he looks like one of Santa's reindeers, but extremely tall and muscular. His nose glows like a diamond, and his antlers are also very large, very regal, and they look like they might be made of pure gold.
Okay, Saving the Sheep Whisperer. Do your thing. Okay. Shh. There, there. Dear Stag, precious jewel of the wood, my name is Saving, the small and the good. Will you please come with me to meet my king? He treasures you above everything. I promise to treat you with kindness and care, as do Tristan and Gavin, my two brothers here. So please will you follow us out of the woods? So ask I, your friend, saving small and the good. Incredible! Look, this stag is moving! Saban, you did it! We did it. All of us together. Quickly, back to King Arthur! Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes! Look, it's the white stag! Tremendous! Once again, all three lads are returning, Saban the Small, Gavin the Gleeful, and Tristan the Tenacious, walking hand in hand, the stag following willingly behind them. But prithee, which of you captured this mighty beast? Surely one of you shall be crowned the winner of part two of our contest. No, no, no your majesty. majesty. We work together as a team. Your Majesty, as judges, we saw everything, and the three boys most certainly worked as a team. Tristan, Gavin, and Sabin used their intelligence to devise a plan to capture the stag with kindness. Then, Tristan used his speed and tenacity to quickly reach the stag before he could run away. Gavin gleefully contributed his rope to their joint effort so that Tristan could tie it around the stag's neck and Sabin used kindness and compassion to gain the stag's trust and convince him to follow the lads back to you. They worked chivalrously together to complete this task. My word, how remarkable. Once again, there is a three-way tie. All contestants have been declared winners of part two of the contest. Incredible! As all knights of the round table have pledged to do, Tristan, Gavin, and Sabin did not compete with each other, but instead used their intellect to achieve a common goal. And they have demonstrated their gentleness by capturing the stag through kindness rather than with brute force. Congratulations to each of you. The contest remains tied. My loyal subjects. It has now come time for the third and final challenge of our competition. This challenge has great significance, as currently all three of these brave lads are tied for the lead. Oh my, which of these three boys is going to win? Of course, you recall that many years ago, my friend, the court magician Merlin placed a magic spell on a sword placed in a stone such that the sword could only be removed by the true heir to England's throne. Whoso pulleth out the sword of the stone and anvil is rightwise king born of all England. The inscription on the sword read, No one, including me, knew that it was I who was the rightful heir until that day I pulled the sword from the stone. And likewise, these lads shall not know if they are the heir, adopted son to your queen and myself, until they complete this last feat, removing my sword, Excalibur, from the same stone here in front of us. Lauren, reader, look, it's Excalibur again. 
But King Arthur has stuck it deep into the stone in front of him. Which of you wants to go first? Me! Oh, me! Oh, me! Your Majesty! Let me go first, please! I'm so excited! I feel very strong today! And surely I will be able to pull the sword out of the stone! <laughs> very well, young Gavin! Your glee is infectious! <laughs> Thank you for bringing such high spirits and enthusiasm to the challenge today. And good luck. Good luck, Gavin. You've got this. Okay, here I go. I give up. That sword is stuck. I just can't budge it at all. Darn, and I really wanted to win. Too. Gavin, you gave it your best shot. You should feel really proud. Yeah, that was a great try. Thanks, guys. I'm sure one of you can get up there and unstick that sword. Good luck. Your Majesty, I would like to go next. I know that Gavin is strong and enthusiastic, but I am much more tenacious. With a little extra bit of oomph and a whole lot of muscle, I am sure I can remove the sword and win the contest. Of course, young Tristan. Your courage, confidence, and tenacity are admirable, and we're all pulling for you to succeed. Thank you for your hard work today, and good luck! You go, go Tristan! Okay, a little warm-up first. Urgh. And here we go. Ugh. Oh no, I, I, I just can't do it either. I think it's impossible. Great try. I told you it was tough. Yeah, you really gave it your all. Pretty sir, I know I'm really small, but I would now like a chance to pull the sword out of the stone. If you will let me. <laughs> Don't listen to do them, Satan. Before I approach the sword, I have one request. Can I speak privately for a moment with thee, King Arthur? Well, well, young Sabin. Despite thy small stature, you have proven to be big on ideas, curiosity, and innovation. I am extremely curious about what thee have to say. Of course, they can speak with me in private. I can? Oh, thank you so much! Look, reader, what's happening? Sabin and King Arthur have stopped talking, and Sabin is walking to the stone with King Arthur. What could they possibly have discussed together? Even stranger, King Arthur, not Sabin, is grabbing Excalibur at the top of its hilt. And Saban is grabbing the sword, too, just below the king's hand. Are you ready, sir? If we both pull together, on the count of three, I think we can pull the sword loose. One, two, three. <laughs> Saban, you did it! You removed the sword from the stone. You're the winner! I knew you could do it, Saban. What an ingenious idea to ask for help from King Arthur. There were no rules to preclude us from seeking help. But what did you say to King Arthur to convince him to help you? Ah, 
Good question, lads. Twas magic. Magic? Sabin is a magician? No, no. Sabin is no magician. He simply remembered to use the magic word when asking for my help. Please. It is a word that demonstrates courtesy, another part of the Code of Chivalry. Arthur, my heart and soul, I believe we have found our son and the heir to the throne. We shall be parents after all. The curse is lifted. Your Majesty, pardon the interruption, but if the curse is lifted, why do I still not hear any music? No birds singing, no instruments playing, no lullabies being sung. Listen. Your Majesties, I'm afraid I need to share a small secret with thee. I wanted desperately to find parents. Like thee, I have so much love to give, but no family to share it with. But my desire forced me to not be honest with thee, which I now regret. Not be honest? My dear boy, what could you possibly mean? Here, let me take off my cap and show thee. My name is not Sabin Small. It's Sabine. Peter, look. Sabin, er, Sabine is a girl. Arthur, look. We have a beautiful, courageous, intelligent daughter. We are truly blessed. Mom, Dad, thank you, thank you. I'm overjoyed to join thy family. But I have one small request, if I may. But of course, my angel. Can you find room in your heart to bring Tristan and Gavin into our home as my brothers? I've never had a family before, but the way they supported, cared, and protected me during the tournament felt extremely brotherly. I implore thee to make them my brothers forever, please. There's that magic word again. What a wonderful suggestion. My daughter. My sons, in one glorious day, Guinevere and I are no longer childless. We have a brave and beautiful daughter. And now we have two chivalrous sons as well. And would you listen to that? Music! The curse is lifted! <laughs> We've traveled so far from our home to here Encountered a troll who brought us great fear We defeated the troll to meet royalty And now we shall sing and celebrate Our admiration for thee Three cheers for King Arthur and Queen Guinevere! Huzzah! 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 They rule the kingdom with fairness and kindness. We thank you and your knights for your courage, your highness. Should we curtsy or bow or get down on one knee, we'll spin in a circle and jump up with glee. Curtsy, bow, down on one knee. Curtsy, bow, down on one knee. Curtsy, bow, down on one knee. We can finally sing and dance a lot to the music of Camelot. Three cheers for the three of you! Huzzah! 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 Your journey to Camelot has brought us all joy. You've blessed our dear family with a girl and two boys. Your courage and kindness and brave chivalry are reason to sing and celebrate 
in admiration of thee. We'll dance and we'll sing as we celebrate love for our families and friends and for all of each other. Let's all curtsy and bow and get down on one knee, then turn in a circle and jump up with glee. Curtsy, bow, down on one knee. Curtsy, bow, down on one knee. Curtsy, bow, down on one knee. We can finally sing. And dance a lot. With the music of Camelot. Let the dancers dance and the chorus all sing. Our perfect paradise is once more here and cared for by my wife. The beautiful Guinevere. <laughs> you have brought music back to the kingdom of Camelot and brought my queen and I the family that we've long been yearning for. We are forever in your debt. Thank you, your majesty, but we're the lucky ones. To be part of a legendary tale such as yours has been such an honor and so much fun. We've had so much fun visiting Camelot today meeting all of you, becoming knights, and helping to break the curse. But I do miss my family and friends. I don't know about you, reader, but I'm ready to head home. We certainly understand. We're looking forward to time with our family as well. Know that you always have a place at our round table if you decide to return. Farewell, Sir Lauren the Loyal. Farewell, Sir Reading Pug the Reliable. Farewell. Sir Reader, the Resolute. Farewell, King Arthur and Queen Guinevere. Farewell, Sabine the Small, Tristan the Tenacious, and Gavin the Gleeful. We'll miss you all, and we vow to return again. Okay, Reader, are you ready for the trip back? Great! On the count of three, let's jump into my book bag together. One, two, three, jump! We've had a Within our book bag And I think we saved the day We'll see you next time Goodbye book bag Now it's time to fly away Look outside, friends If you look quickly You can see the beautiful castle city of Camelot And yes, in the mist behind the castle There's an amazing rainbow Spread from one side of the island to the other it is the most beautiful rainbow I have ever seen, with all seven colors on the spectrum. On the very inside of the rainbow is violet, and then indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange, and red. And if you look close in the other direction, it looks like we're getting closer and closer to our homes in the 21st century. I'll never forget such a legendary adventure. Gavin, Tristan, and Sabine, King Arthur and Queen Guinevere, the knights, the castle, and the exciting contest. I can't wait to draw illustrations of all of it. If you enjoyed today's adventure like I did and want to have more royal adventures, you can find a list of books in my book bag at www.thereadingbug.com adventures. Look, reader, we're back. You made a terrific night of the round table. You showed bravery and chivalry, and you helped break the curse on King Arthur and Queen Guinevere's kingdom. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this 
world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader, you're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for all your help, brave Sir Reader the Resolute. I can't wait to adventure with you again. But right now, my tummy is growling. That was an awfully long adventure. So for now, it's back home for all of us, and I'll look forward to our next magical adventure together. Until then, Reader, goodbye. See you soon. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Thank you for joining our adventure today. I'll begin playing coloring music in just a minute. And while you get ready to color some beautiful illustrations of all the things we saw and did on our adventure today, I have a few people to thank. Today's episode is sponsored by Random House Kids and their picture book, Grumpy Monkey, by Suzanne Lang. Hey, reading bug, have you read Grumpy Monkey? It's terrific, isn't it? Ugh. Hm. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Oh, reading bug, you're not sounding like the happy bug I know. Are you grumpy? Wait, who are you calling grumpy? <laughs> reading bug, that sounds like something Jim Panzee says in Grumpy Monkey. Written by Suzanne Lang, illustrated by Max Lang, and published by Random House Kids. Jim is one grumpy monkey, even though he denies it. <laughs> You're right, Lauren. Maybe I am having a grumpy monkey kind of day. In the book, Jim Panzee's friend, Norman the Gorilla, tries to cheer him up by spending time with all their animal friends, but nothing seems to work, and Jim ends up yelling at those friends, which I learned is not the right way to deal with those feelings. It sounds like Grumpy Monkey taught you a valuable lesson. Yes, I learned that it's okay to be grumpy sometimes and to have all kinds of other feelings too, as long as you don't hurt any of your friends. That's always easier with a good friend by your side. Thanks for being my good friend, Lauren. Of course, Reading Bug. At the Reading Bug Bookstore, we all recommend Grumpy Monkey as a wonderful, funny, and important book, and we're thrilled to introduce it to all of our listeners. You can buy Grumpy Monkey at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. And find out more about Random House Kids books by visiting rhcbooks.com. Thank you, Random House Kids, for your support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thanks for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Brandon, Riley, Diane, and John Savage, Katie Kerwin-Jelniak, Rosemary and Soren Hillsland, and by Rob DeCruz and Shannon Shern. 
Original music was written and performed by me and Alexa Thanos, and sound mixing and mastery was by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is a family-owned, independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. And please continue to support passion, expertise, and creativity in children's literature by shopping with us or other local independent booksellers wherever you can. Thank you. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.
Thank you.